Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Colin Mitchell in a very colorful shirt over there. Just got and, done golfing. Uh, yeah, golfing. Okay. Uh, and joining us today is Jet Duncan. Jet, how are you today? I'm doing great. Okay. Do you golf? Do I golf? Yes. No. I'm not very good at golf. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> it, do you know if anybody on the team that can golf? Uh, there's a couple that I think are pretty good. I think Jace Reuter, I think he's pretty good. Uh, I think JD might be pretty good. But, yeah, I haven't, I haven't really been golfing with any of the guys because I don't golf, so. Okay. Yeah. If, yeah. If you don't golf, don't go out and golf. Cause I learned that the hard way. You don't just, yeah. you don't just show up. No. Try, yeah. Try to swing. <laughs> that's how they, that's how yeah. they get you. <laughs> um, well, first, uh, obviously spring is done, uh, <laughs> with the new coaching staff and everything. What was spring like for you? Um, as you kind of found your spot on the offensive line, coach Morris talked about you maybe bouncing the center a little bit. Just what was it like for you? Yeah, so I started off the spring at guard for uh, a couple practices, and uh, you know that I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I played that before, and then a couple practices in moved me to center. You know, I played center my freshman year a little bit, so I'm kind of used or I got used to that. But that's something I got to get used to, like being comfortable in. And I got comfortable at the end of the practice, or like the end of the 15 practices that we had. I started getting really comfortable at it. So wherever I think I'm more of an interior guy, just because like my height and stuff. So wherever they put me, I think I'll, I think I'll do good. And so what are some of the nuances between center and, and pre- another position on the offensive line? Uh, I mean, center, like you gotta, you gotta make all the calls and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'll, I'm a pretty smart dude. I, I think uh-huh. so. I'm pretty, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I can make all the calls, you know, then you gotta make sure you snap the ball. But other than that, you know, guard center, really, really same thing, you know, walking wise. How much did you learn from uh, Manasseh over the, the those first couple few years? A lot. He like after practice, he'll he'll stay with all the centers. I was there, you know. He he teaches us a lot, like just steps and stuff. Yeah, because um, that's what one thing we were we were obviously with Manasseh gone. You know, the interior offensive line was a question for us to try to figure out. I think Eric Morris also said, you know, just trying try to figure out the right combination um, as you. Because obviously bringing some transfers on uh, at tackle and guys like that, how much was spring? How much did spring help y'all just get comfortable as an offensive line and with new guys step in? And how much did you see y'all's depth kind of show up? Oh uh, yeah, all the new guys that came in, they stepped up, you know. Uh, but the the starting five that we kind of had, we've all kind of been here, so we kind of all like know how we each other play and stuff, which kind of helps with like the chemistry because we can like we can rely on like the person next to you. When it when it comes down to it, obviously, uh, you know, Eric, with Eric Morris coming in, there's lots of changes to the offense. For someone like me who doesn't really understand the nuances of the offensive line, what changes went in when Eric Morris came in, or or did any in terms of the the way the offensive line works? Yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't really that much of a change. You know, there's some some different calls that uh, that that just had like different names and stuff, but really it's all the same plays. Really, it's just like different calls, different names and stuff. Because the past couple years, well, the past couple years, it's been kind of like a run first team. And obviously, we don't know what this offense will be yet. But um, Eric Morris is obviously a guy who can come in and throw the ball. Uh, Mm -hmm. For you, are you more comfortable as a run blocker, pass protector? Just where where do you see – how do you describe your your strengths? Uh, I think 
I think I'm more of a run blocker. I've always been like that throughout high school. I've just always wanted to come off the ball and stuff. And I think with Coach Morris coming in, we have a, a lot of running back depth too. So, and a good offensive line. So I think we'll take that as an advantage against other teams and just run the ball too. What What's it been like uh, watching the quarterbacks go at it when the, oh. in that old quarterback uh, competition where everybody's getting a ton of reps? Yeah, no, that's been that's been fun. It's just all about finding who's who's going to step up, be the, the starter when it comes down to it. They've all done a really good job. I will say that. Um, so like when you snap the ball, is there a difference between which quarterback? Like, is there like a, like, do you have to like different well, heights? No one's, <laughs> no one's under center anymore, you know? Yeah. No, so so like, no do, do you have regard. to like pay attention to that? Uh, not really. As long as like you get it, like from the, the waist <laughs> to the chest up, that's they all really, yeah. That's where I just try to aim for. It's a good point. Well, they're all, I mean, Jace is tall. Yeah. yeah. But the, the rest are about six foot six one or so so mm-hmm. i guess that's that's normal yeah um i was i gonna ask here uh you came in you were the 2019 class right uh 2020 2020 class yeah, yeah. Sure. um i'm trying to remember when you were uh, recruited out of the woodlands can you talk us through your kind of recruiting process or how how you were rec- how you were recruited and just kind of what went into all that yeah, so uh, I think – so UNC was actually my first offer. Mm-hmm. And so that was a – that took a big part in coming here. But I think after my junior season is when I started really getting uh, heavily recruited. And I think uh, they offered me in January. So that was my first offer. And then all, really all the offers came that off season uh, after my junior season. So, yeah. How many visits did you go on? Uh, like other schools or yeah, I took a probably I took a couple visits. I only took one official, and that was here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you want unofficials? Did you go to any of the games of any other schools or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I went to a couple. Uh, I think I went. Man, I'm trying to think. That was a long time ago. Long time ago, yeah, three years. Yeah. Crazy 2020. Yeah, that's great. Right <laughs> yeah, that's, I've been here three years. It doesn't even seem like that. It does. Right. <laughs> Uh, you, you got nothing on, you know, Larry Nixon and uh, all the guys. I mean, even Jamari Macklin's going into his fourth year. So, yeah. Yeah. It's an it's a, it's a old team. Did yeah. the – obviously, UNT was your first offer. Did that and, you know, the – I guess, did that have a, have a play in you staying ultimately whenever the head coach swapped? And then uh, what made you stay, I guess? When when Coach Morris came in? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I really wasn't planning on it, on leaving because of the coaching change at all. But even uh, whenever I, I met like Coach Morris, I met Coach Cooper, I met really all the coaches. Like they're really great guys. Like there's no reason for me to leave really because I I feel like I'm I can exceed here, and just I just love them honestly. On the offensive line, uh, who are obviously we we know about you know Daisy on Carroll, Casey Morecco, a, a few of the guys, Cole Brown and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. Who are some of the new guys that you think are like, okay, that guy can come in and help us right away? Yeah, uh, I think – I mean, out of the new guys that came in, Paula, uh, he's been doing good, and so has Larry. They both have been doing pretty good. So I think ultimately they could probably come in and step up. Help are, us. You gonna, are you going to attempt to say Paula's last name? <laughs> Paula Vepula? Oh, yeah, you got it. Is that it? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not I'm – not really, I, I, 
I'm just looking at the name written down right here, and it looks like it's yeah. Exactly sounding right. it out, it, it looks it looked right. It yeah, looked, it, look, it looks it looks right. Yeah, I went to a in high school. I went to a couple camps with him because I think he's from Houston too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of I'm pretty sure we met each other in high school before. Yeah, channeled you. Um, as far as for the offensive line, we kind of talked about it already, but um, Jamori Macklin kind of came on. He was like. You know, for the receivers, it's it's a lot more uh, freedom and stuff like that as far as, like, uh, routes and whatnot. Uh, I'm just wondering, do you think for the quarterbacks, do you think it is more uh, more things to process than in, like, the last offense y'all, y'all were in? Uh, or for you, I guess, as a center, you calls and everything. Yeah. So are you saying, like, do the QBs, like, uh, is it more, like, complex for them? Yeah, basically. Uh, I really don't know. I mean, I know they make a bunch of calls, like, because I know whenever we're in our stance, we uh we stay down there for a long time. I'm sure they're just like checking up on the defense and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it might be it might be a little more complex, but I know they'll they'll get through it. Yeah. So it's not like the we all aren't trying to like seven seconds or less this offense. Like when the ball is down, y'all aren't just snapping and going. Y'all are no, yeah, we're kind of oh yeah, unless we're running tempo. But other than okay. that, you got to make sure the play is all right and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, who on the defensive line gives you the biggest problems? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I know. So Rod, because it was really at center, it was me and Rod just fighting it out really all uh, all spring. So he's a. Uh, it was a good competition for him. And then June has done, done a really good job too. I think he's got he's improved a lot. I feel like. And then, uh, yeah, Cortland, all of them have really done a good job. Yeah, that's a. It's a good defensive line right there. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think in this defense. Well, the new defense, it's been talked about a bunch, but we haven't we haven't seen it a bunch. Do they line up in zero tech often, or is it? Over uh, gap. Yeah, it's it's mainly head up and then wherever okay. uh, the ends go. Okay, so yeah, right right in your face. Yes, sir. Just right there. Yeah. Um, what is one thing you want to continue to to work on? Uh, over this off season, where do you want to improve on before the season gets here? Uh, moving up to new conference, I like to get uh, probably my weight up a little bit. You know, if I'm going to be interior, I think I need to uh, buff up a little bit. You know, and then uh, while that maintain my speed and stuff. But if I'm going to be playing center, I'm going to be working hard at that this off season for sure. What's that look like trying to gain weight but also maintain fitness? Like, because obviously you just can't eat and you know not work out or anything like that. So no, how do you how do you maintain that speed and quickness while also you know obviously uh, getting heavier? Yeah, it's all. I mean, work out really every single day basically while eating the the right food. Like no really junk food, no fast food really. All like protein, everything like that. You mentioned moving to the American. Is that kind of talked about amongst the returners being like, this is going to be an interest, a new challenge for us? Uh, I mean, it's it's going to be new teams that we're facing a little bit, but like we're we're not scared at all or anything. You know, we're uh, we're equally as important as Tulane or whatever school is in there. Like we're we're gonna pull up put up a challenge for them. I feel like. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anything else, Colin? Uh, outside of the last question that we always ask. Go, go ahead. All right. So every every time uh, we have someone on, we always ask them, "What's your hobby that you have?" And then, "What would be your second sport if you didn't play football?" My hobby, uh, man, I don't know. My hobby. I mean, I like to. Of course, I like to work out and stuff, but I like fishing too. Fishing. Okay. Yeah. What's the biggest fish you've caught? The biggest fish? Uh, I've caught about like a four foot shark before. A shark? Yeah. Where? I'm, I'm big out of Galveston. 
Dang. Yeah, yeah I'm, big, I'm big into like sea or bay fishing and stuff like that. Dang, Do you have awesome. a picture with this? Oh, man. We need us. We need it for the thumbnail, Jet. We need it for the. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I do or not. That's crazy. A shark. That's funny. Yeah. What kind of shark was it? Like, it was a a... dang. Yeah. That's crazy. Interesting. I don't, but I, I do have this. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Dang. Look yeah. at that. Jeez. That's, that's as tall as you. Yeah. In that picture, that is. Yeah. Ooh. That's crazy. Um, and second, or what, what's your second sport? Second sport? sport? Uh, honestly, I might do track and field. Shot put and discus. Okay. See, yeah, so, so, Rod, so Rod said that to us, and he said he competed. Did he Did he go to the meet? Where, UNT? Or yeah. Not? Yeah, he said he, oh, he, said I he had shot put. I don't know if he did or not at UNT. Let me see. Let me see what the this date on it was, Colin. Yeah, we might have to, we might have to he, do a He told us after this. When did he tell us, Bruni? He said, was it yeah, after, after the spring, game? but I don't remember the date. Yeah, that's the problem. Is he's he's competing? He said he's competing for North Texas in shot put. Yeah, and so um, we'll have to we're gonna have to fact check him on that because Larry then Larry came in and said he was like I don't know about that one. I was like, yeah, okay. I don't, yeah, I don't know about that one unless he but, did some. But yeah, we might right, have well, to, we, we'll we can set, for that. Yeah, we can set it up. Set it up. Yeah. The the green room classic of the shot put just Rod and and Jed Duncan. Yeah, and shot funny. putting it up. Get Gabe Blair in there. Get the whole. Hey, where do you think you where do you think you'd rank in terms of shot put out of the out of everybody? The like not like number, but like mid-tier or are you top? No, I'm top tier for sure. Oh, okay. Did yeah. you throw in high school? I did, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um all right, man. We'll we'll leave it there. Um uh, we appreciate you joining us. Uh this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um we look forward to you know seeing how seeing how the offense line shakes out. Over the fall and everything, and uh, best of luck to you this year. I appreciate it. Thank you all for having me. All right. Thanks, Jeff. All right, Colin, let's get to um, some transfer news. The transfer portal closed officially a few days ago, and in doing so, it was a scramble across the country of players entering the portal and making their final decisions. Spring football is over for everybody. Uh, we talked about that on the last podcast, but – we saw two huge players for North Texas enter the portal. We saw linebacker Larry Nixon and wide receiver Jair Shorter both enter the enter the portal. Now, we had Larry Nixon on the podcast two weeks ago, and um, we started we we caught some flack, so some blame some as blame. to why he was entering the portal was because of us, Colin. Yeah. What what did we say something wrong? Right, I'm gonna go back and watch the film, and I feel it's like there's gonna be a moment there it's where he's like, "Because it's because he got called out about Rod possibly doing shot put." That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, so those two enter the portal. Um, I don't know which one we start with. Let's start with Larry since we were talking about him. Okay, uh, Larry Nixon obviously projected to be the starting linebacker, projected to be for one of the best players on the defense, I'd say, and. We had him on a podcast, and he sounded. We even asked him. We said, "Hey, why do so many people haven't entered? Why have not? Why have players not entered the portal?" Yeah, he's like, you know, because we're tight, all that stuff, blah blah blah. You know, everybody's tight. Um, the thing is, I completely believe him that they are tight. Like, you don't have that kind of relationship with Rod Brown with everybody if you're not tight with them 
ultimately, this comes down to trying to see if other schools, maybe big schools, which he has been offered by. I don't have his offer list in front of me, but he started tweeting him out of Miami. And if you go to his Twitter, he has offers from big schools and he wants to see what's out there, what's available. Now, is this the whole situation where we're talking about him um, potentially, you know, schools reaching out when he's not in the portal, which isn't allowed, uh, tampering potentially? I think all of that's very, very on the, very much on the table, but that is kind of the world we live in right now where schools will be saying that because as soon as he decommitted or as soon as he tra- entered the transfer portal, he tweeted out, I think, two or three offers, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have his Twitter in front of you? I do, but he retweets a lot. So well, just go to media and scroll down. Oh, that's a good idea. Media. I, I swear, Colin's technological savvy. It's not where it used to be. It's yeah. It's 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 basically on par with you now, for sure. You didn't even know. You didn't even know about the media tab on Twitter, so I don't know. About uh, you have I'm it. St- I'm still going. All he right. he really does just tweet a lot, anyways. All right. Well, regardless, the point stands. While Colin tries to find where it. did you see anything? The last media tweet he had was from December twenty first, twenty twenty two. Hold on. Unless hmm, I'm on okay. a. I'll get it. I'll get it. Yeah, send me Larry Nixon's Twitter. Actually, I don't even know where it is. Regardless, Colin, let, let's talk about it. We yep. got to talk. We have to multi- multitask. I'm working on it. <laughs> Do I think this is a big deal for North Texas? Honestly, when I look at the big picture of this this upcoming season, if they don't have Larry Nixon on this team, I don't think it's that big of a deal. We mentioned it with Katie Davis, right? My belief, and people can say I'm wrong, my belief is that with linebackers, they are more so a product of the defense and opportunity than anything else. The defensive line is far more important than the linebackers to me. Um, the secondary is also kind of a product of the defense, but all, but ultimately if you have one lockdown corner, yeah, it changes the complexion of your defense, and <clears throat> to me, the similar way that I felt about Katie Davis potentially leaving last year is how I feel about Katie or um, Larry Nixon. And Katie Davis is better than Larry Nixon, and that's so. Ultimately, this is not a shot at Larry Nixon because I think he's a very good player and he's going to go play at a very good school and be very, very productive and all that good stuff. He will be, he'll be fine. My, I just, I'm just saying, I don't care what linebackers you have there, as long as they have some experience, you know, they have some talent. Uh, as long as you don't fall off a cliff when you go from starters to bench, I think they're going to be fine. You still have Kevin Wood in the room. Uh, you still have plenty of talent there, um, and I just, I just don't think it's that big of a loss personally. Uh, I have his offers: uh, Auburn, oh, yeah. okay, Miami, and Cincinnati what he says so there's your three i am actually going to disagree with you i think this is a not a huge loss but it's a it's an important loss because one you're moving up to the conference you lost katie davis yeah he was a product of the defense and his numbers could have been inflated based off of other things which we've talked about a lot but i think that it's important for this team based on what we've seen in the past to have good tacklers and 
although I think there's guys on the line in the linebacking core that can tackle well, losing a good one hurts. I feel like, especially if, you know, God forbid injuries or you need to sub somebody out for a play or two that makes all the difference in the defense that we've seen in the past. Obviously I don't know how they're going to be now, but a missed tackle usually goes for, you know, 60 yards in the past yeah. by a linebacker. And, you know, missed tackle by the line automatically got taken by Katie Davis. And if Katie Davis missed that tackle, the most time it went for who knows how long. So that's, that's my end concern is not necessarily the impact him himself does, but you lose a tackler. And I think that that's important. My, my concern would be his experience, but Kevin Wood is a senior. Carson Crop is. Didn't he say he's older than Larry? Didn't Larry tell us the Carson's yeah, older? Yeah, he's him? older. He's okay, a Carson Crop, who had a good spring. Jordan Brown, who's a junior, who I loved as a freshman and sophomore. So you know, potentially if he gets more opportunities, that's three right there. Now their inside linebacker depth is a little shallow. Like I'm just you know, if you look through it, it's a lot of outside linebackers. I feel in this mm-hmm. kind of scheme. Uh, whether it's like Cifaleota and, and players uh, like that. Uh, Jax Van Zant as a retro freshman, uh, we liked him a lot out of high school, but I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how he fits in. Regardless, the offensive line or the depth of the linebacker group is a little shaky at this point. But I think from an experience standpoint, they're fine. And obviously, like I said, I, th- I feel good about the defensive line still in. So I, I'm not going to waver on the linebackers, you know, potentially taking a, a step down like i think that it's just like you said opportunity <clears throat> to me to, of playing time for a guy like kevin wood and jordan brown and carson croft i think those two are going to be able to hold it down pretty well so yeah that that's where i'm i'm still confident obviously we have not seen this defense we haven't seen their role in this defense but in theory if you have which it's a three three five you have three def- three defensive linemen like a Rod Brown, Enoch Jackson, a June um, Vela, uh, Corlin Ross. Just call him June. Just call him June. Don't even say the last name. That's what they said. Yeah, you have that kind of talent on the defense line. I think they're they're okay. I think they're gonna be fine. Do you th- <laughs> excuse me? Do you think they try to replace Larry Nixon in the transfer portal, or do you think <clears throat> that they use it to address a different position? I, I think so. I would think so. Uh, there's a lot of linebackers out there um the question i have is can you get them here and this is something for all of college football is when you add players over the summer there's a very expedited process in bringing them in and getting them involved in your defense integrated in your defense so that's where it's why it's going to be interesting that's why some transfers late don't work out I'm very big on you get them here in the first cycle and they have the spring to work with. Yeah. I just think that's so valuable. And so they're not going to have that benefit, but if you can add a talented uh, linebacker, I think you have to do it. Like I think they're going to be aggressive for it. Now, could they add a junior college linebacker or something like that? I don't know. I would prefer, you know, if you go get a low end or an FCS linebacker or something like that with some experience, they are going to need, some depth there in my opinion all right moving on to Jair shorter bruni yeah i feel like he had been here forever um he entered the transfer portal averaged like 26 yards a catch whatever it was i don't remember off the top of my head but we all know what he was his deep threat that caught touchdowns 
How big of a loss is this for you? This is a much bigger loss to me. This is a much bigger loss to me. And I don't say that because the the Nortex wide receiver room is bad. I actually think it's a very good wide receiver room. <clears throat> I think a guy like Jamoy Macklin, who we've talked about, can uh, step up, be very, very good. Detravian Brown, high on him. There's a lot of players I'm high on in this room. My concern is with the potential top-end talent that Jair Shorter had. When I look at Jair Shorter and I say, that's a guy who could be an all-conference wide receiver in the American, I don't know how many of these receivers I say that about. Yeah. You know, like if they hit their ceiling, are they an all-conference receiver? I think Jair Shorter, if he hits his ceiling, is an all-conference receiver. And that's where it's like all these receivers we have are good. I just – they're not Jair Shorter to me. Like I think Jamori Macklin can step in at 5'11 and be really, really good. Travion Brown, same thing. Um, <clears throat> go down the list of receivers. I think there's a lot of capable guys here. But ultimately, Jair Shorter six foot four, an explosive playmaker that I think had the potential to be – to put up incredible numbers and be a wide receiver one for this team. So you lose that. Now – you're relying on a guy like Trey Cleveland who transferred in. You're relying on a guy like, in my opinion, Ziggler McMillan to come in and start to show what he is. Damon Ward, step up. Uh, because we know what you're getting. You know what you're getting out of Jamori Macklin. I think you know what you're getting out of Detravian De- Brown, Rod Burns, Jordan Smart. Those, yeah. to me, those 5'10", 5'11", 6-foot receivers, you know what you're getting. But like now they only have one receiver over 6'1 on their roster. And that's true. Yep. So, and, you, and you also lost Tommy Bush as well. Yes. Yeah, I was going to start this by saying I disagree with you, but now after going through the – because I'm looking at the roster, I also agree with you because, like you said, he's the he's the guy that can completely change the way a game is played out. I mean, his his big play potential was insane. Um, I do think the receivers are good. I agree with you with that. But do you think there's anyone on the roster currently that can fulfill that role, at least as a stopgap? We have to hope Trey Cleveland does, I think. And we heard good things about him coming out of spring, but yeah, I think Trey Cleveland's going to – like literally there's no other receiver on here over 6'1". Yeah. Ziggler McMillan is 6'1". No one else is over six foot. <clears throat> Detravian Brown six feet tall. Brown, but, well, yeah. I think if we go through – If we go through the wide receiver depth chart, just off the top of my head, it's Jamori Macklin in no particular order. Starters, Jamori Macklin, probably Detravian Brown, and Trey Cleveland. Yeah. Essentially, it's like a top three if you're doing like a top three. Rod Burns will always be there. Damon Ward, always be there. Jordan Smart, always be there. Based off of what they did last year and the year before that. But like, and I again, that's a good receiver room. But it's not to the point where we were looking at it with Jair Shorter and Tommy Bush and be like, okay, we got some some guys in here that are P five quality here. So yeah. I don't I don't know. Like again, I think Jamar Macklin's obviously P five quality came from Missouri. Like there's no questions here about yeah. what they can do. But you mean that physical know. receiver? I six four, big big play. Yeah, good average twenty yards of reception. 
That's my question. Yeah. And some people might watch that and be like, oh, well, you don't know how good Jamoy Macklin is. You don't know how good Travion Brown is. I think those guys are really good. I just – I think personally Jair Shorter is the best receiver – was the best receiver on this roster. When you think about it, I mean, you just put it in the in the perspective of imagine the best receiver now is like a – plays like a Jalen Darden, right? Jalen Darden wasn't going to go up and, you know, yeah, kind grab of. a ball away from a corner or a safety, I should say. If you know it was it, it, the chances were lower, you know, contest in the red zone. I do think that Traven Brown has high potential, yeah, um, to step up and step into um, different roles for this team. Uh, his speed is awesome, he's a really, really good playmaker. Um, similar, obviously, Jordan Smart, we learned about him last year. Jamoy Macklin, route running, can create separation, really good hands. We know what he is. Like, those are the two for me that I'm looking at, like, all right, it's Macklin Brown, yeah. Like, that's, for me, what I'm looking at. And there's probably someone else that I'm not including. I, I've already said Damon Ward and Trey Cleveland as two more that I'm really high on. Obviously, Kalen Horton was a guy who got a lot of those, like, jet sweep type looks and was a return man. But, um, yeah, those guys and Zeklo McMillan are, are my are my picks. I mean, it's just going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see because then you have a lot of transfers that we don't quite know enough about. Yeah. Like, if you go down the list, transfer from Abilene Christian, Illinois State, Oklahoma Panhandle, Texas Tech, like, with Trey Cleveland. So, it's a, it's an interesting room now at this point. There's no uh, – there's no – it's it feels new, that much I'll say. Even though there's a lot of returners, it feels new because the past couple of years have been like, okay, Tommy Bush, Jerry Shorter. Like, those are the two guys. If nothing else, we can rely on them. Yeah. Now it's Macklin Brown. Burns Ward. It's crazy. Rod Burns is still on this team. <laughs> yeah, what year is he on? Let's see. Obviously, a senior. <clears throat> it's got to be just. Let's see. Let's see. Twenty eighteen is when he redshirted. Twenty twenty one, twenty two. This will be twenty three. Six year. Dang. That Shout is Rod crazy. Shout out Rod Burns. Um. Also. Uh, before we get to basketball, Varkey's Gums decommits from Arkansas. I don't know the story there. I don't even know if people want to talk oh, about it. Oh, he decommitted? It, yeah. Oh, Weirdly wow. enough. So, uh, we'll see where he ends up. I thought that was a good fit over there, but a lot of a lot of teams need tight ends. There's one thing I've learned over this, this uh, offseason. All right, let's talk basketball real quick. John Bugs, the third. Commits to Ross Hodge and North Texas. The first commitment, the first portal addition for Ross Hodge and North Texas basketball. Um, comes off a year where he averaged 10 points per game at UTSA. Shot 40% from three on 200 attempts. Um, I remember watching him at times throughout the year and being like, okay, that guy can score. Yeah. And that UTSA team, it didn't play much defense. I'm going to blame the coaching staff on that. But they have John Bugs. I think is going to be a very good player. I I think I told you this. If he plays defense, he's a great pickup. And oh, yeah. I don't think you commit to North Texas. I don't think you commit to Ross Hodge if you don't want to play defense. Yeah, unless you know what you're getting into. Yeah, you know what you're getting into. So if he plays defense, this is an elite shooter and someone who can open up the offense in a lot of ways. So I love this pickup for them. But if you go through UTSA real quick, you have John Bugs, um, DJ Richards committed to McNeese State, Will Wade. I know that's why I know that. Um, and then Jacob Germany committed to Wichita State. So we'll see him in the American again. 
the team had talent. They just were very poorly coached and poorly ran. So before anybody gets on here and says, oh, you know, you pick up a UTSA guy, how good can he be? Yeah. A, 40% shooters don't grow on trees. They just don't. 40% three-point shooters with the difficulty of shots that he was taking last year. Let's also remember, it's not like they were running some beautiful Princeton offense and getting wide-open looks from three. Yeah. Right? He was, go watch the film on him. They were some contested shots. So you get a 40% three-point shooter. And like I said, if he plays defense, this is a huge pickup for North Texas. I love it. Yeah, let me just uh, give you some conference stats from last season. Second in field goal percentage, 39.6%. From 17th in – from three, I'm sorry, yep. 17th in true shooting percentage last year. Uh, and he was f- sixth in field goal attempts and fourth in makes. Yeah. Like – and and not only that, he can play. He can play 31 minutes a game. So the the, the energy is there. And I like his length. I like that he's 6'3". I like that we're, you know, getting bigger at the guard position, obviously, with Tyler Perry leaving. I'm very excited for this pickup, but I would really, I, I want to see another, I want to see more because obviously you still, you, we, the, you still have to replace Kai, for example, obviously you got Tyler, uh, you already have to replace uh, Abu. You have to replace, I mean, these aren't, those are, those are contributors. Those weren't just obvious. I mean, obviously Tyler and Kai and, and Abu, right? So yeah. um, obviously you bring back Mulai. Where do you think this team is after getting also lose Tyree Edie? Also, Tyree Edie, who played D- uh, didn't make a lot of shots, but he defended a lot so, of shots. Let's let's talk. I mean, and you said Jaden Martinez as well. This it's going to have to be a rebuild, right? We talked about this, but if if they have Ruben Jones, honestly, like like yes, I think they need a point guard. Worst case, you just throw Ruben at the one. Well, the, but do you think he's ready to be at the one? This is okay. This is the question here. Ruben playing the one is very different from Javion Hamlet and Tyler Perry. They've had scoring guards and Ryan Woolridge too. Let's not forget. They've had scoring point guards their entire tenure at North Texas. Well, Ryan wasn't really. He led the team or he would. Well, Rose led the team in scoring, but he was a scoring guard. I mean, he got more. He averaged like six assists a game. Like when he went to Gonzaga, he didn't score. Okay, but yeah, but that's Gonzaga. He I feel like score. that's a product of a team around him, not because like he, he had, didn't well, look. To but score. yeah, but he was a. They want their guards to score and attack. Fair enough. I think that's that's the fair argument. So all I'm saying is that they've always had guards looking to score at the point guard position. Yeah. If Ruben Jones is your point guard, which I would love, it's just a change. It's very mm-hmm. different. But imagine an offense where you have Ruben Jones at the one, you have John Bugs at the two. You have somebody else at three, and then you have Aaron Scott and Mulai Sissoko. That's a yeah, pretty, that's pretty, pretty good. good Not only that, that's probably. I mean, I I, I haven't done enough research into the, you know what what the guards look like in the AAC, but that's a, I mean, when you think about it, like Ruben, great defender, yeah. and if he's able to take another step in term in that offensive playmaking, and then you add great shooter who'd probably be top five in the conference in shooting next year. Listen, that's that's a crazy backcourt. Yeah. Now, like I said, they're going to go add another guard, point guard or otherwise. They're probably going to add another wing, and they're probably going to add a center. Like, those are just locks. They're going to have to add those. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me of how many players they have because I don't even know what players, like, obviously, Rasheed Brown is done. But, like, this was an old team. Mm-hmm. If we assume guys like Christian Moore is coming back, a guy like Chris Morgan is coming back, that fills it up a little bit, but if nothing else, they're probably right now 
at what seven players, eight players that can play. Yeah, and I haven't even looked at their their incoming freshman class actually, so I don't know. But there's plenty of space. That's what I'm trying to say. There's plenty of space here on the roster. So uh, this won't be the last news. This is the very much the first domino to fall. I think this is a really really big deal, and I'm excited. I'm excited. Eleven points per game. Uh, they're gonna need scoring. Ruben, obviously, when you were Kai and Tyler gone, even Abu gone, yeah, you're gonna need scores. So I hope they realize that uh, with their wing addition and other guard addition, because you can you can move Ruben around. Yeah. So I would look for another point guard personally. With a pickup of Bugs, obviously you're gonna want him to play defense. Does it give you an idea of how Ross wants to play? I don't think so. I don't think it does, but the next one, well, I think what who we see, we'll see who they pick up at center. Yeah. Because if they pick up another Abu slash Zach type center where it's like back to the basket type, you know, not that athletic, then it could just be like that's what he likes at the five. And that kind of dictates everything else. But I'm with Mule. If you go get another athletic center, I mean, you can start to really, really start um, have some rim protection and some lob threats, and it's just a different offense you can run yeah, there. So 100%. It'll be interesting. All right. Anything else before we go? Don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. All right. That's all we got for y'all today. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Sorry I was sick. Um, we fought through it. Had to get this out. Um, contractually obligated now, Colin, to get these out. Amazing. So, no excuses. Um, but yeah, thank y'all for joining us. Leave us a five star rating review wherever you're listening on the um, Republic of Football Podcast Network. I don't know if you saw Colin. I put out on our podcast feed a reminder for uh, those who haven't already switched mm. over mm-hmm. uh, to do that. But yeah, the YouTube is the easiest place to follow us. And if you're watching this on YouTube, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, leave us a like, comment, share, subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at GreenroomUNT. Um, our Twitters are right there, Matthew Bruni underscore CJH Mitchell. We'll be back next week with another episode. Uh, we'll look at some guests to get. I think we're out of players now. But, yeah, thank you to Jed Duncan. Thank you to all the guests that have come on over the past week. And we will talk to you all later.